coming I up I did next? that. Yeah. Like one, yes. So one thing that I can think of off the top that I manifested. So um, the 85 Let's South show. Uh-huh. I love that. Shout out to 85 South. <laughs> yes. So one year... I went to the show and when I was planning to go, I was like, I'm going to go to the show and my book is going to be on stage. And I was, so I remember telling like Sparkle Muscles and they like French, they like, girl, you like, you going to have your book. How you going to get your book? I'm like, it's, I'm telling you, it's going to be on stage. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. And when it happened, I just had to be, I was so excited, like a big kid. Like mm. I said, this was going to happen and it happened. A live taste test, right? Set these things up yes. real quick. And most of the time, they are icy since they're mm-hmm. made out of fresh fruit. Love so. that. They crack these on opening. Uh, <laughs> see what these look. Y'all see that right there? <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I'm a juice person, right? So I love it. So let's get okay. into it. Man. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Hold on. Look, I ain't even ca- Hold on. Wait, I know this. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> No, it's good though. What they call it, the ASMR? It's it's listening. No, that is delicious, man. I love this. Building a legacy. So watch how you study me. You know what's in here. There ain't no comparison. Stacking up guarantee. Moving so militant. Consistent and disciplined. Getting that paper and stacking it up. No time for no chilling, man. Building a legacy. So watch how you study me. You know what's in here, there ain't no comparison, stacking up guarantee. Movement so militant, consistent and disciplined. Getting that paper and stacking it up, no time for no chilling, man. What's going on? You're now tuned into the Inherited Podcast. Back another episode. And again, if you're watching and listening, thank you. Now I appreciate y'all. But today, we have another special guest. So, five time book author, the creator of Vase Lemonade and Barriers Boutique. Miss Veronica Hood, how you doing today? How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. It's good. Blessed to have you here. So, um, what I did do for an icebreaker before every show, just um, get you in the groove, chatting and whatnot. So I'm gonna pull a card from this deck, right? Okay. And I promise you, I don't know what it's gonna say. I haven't looked at it. Every card I pull, previously I'll take them out. So whatever card I pull, we both gonna answer it, right? But you gonna go first. So let's just see uh what it is. It ain't gonna be nothing crazy. Hope not. What? <laughs> so okay. when you die. What do you want to be remembered for? That's a good one. You got to use it. <laughs> for my bright personality, my bright colors, how I always um, make a difference and help as many people as I can. I want mm. to be remembered for the amazing person I am, the amazing That's mother dope. that That's I am. Um, I'm a, just a great person all, overall. I mean, I'm not perfect, but that's mm. what I want to be remembered as. And everybody has to show up. Like, I ain't going to give a lengthy, lengthy um, whole uh, plan for my <laughs> funeral. But it's, like, going to be a whole celebration. They think I'm it's crazy. It's going to be a party. Yes, it's going to be a party for real. And everybody got to show up in bright neon colors. Like, it's going to okay. be a whole, like, games play, giveaways. Like, it's going to be a whole little celebration situation. celebrate somebody going off, so for real. That's, so just, because I do events a lot. Mm-hmm. So that's what I want to be remembered as, doing like the best events mm-hmm. them making a difference and making a difference in people's lives understood understood so for myself um what i want to be remembered for is just passing on the big legacy for my children when i do have them god willing uh because that's what like i stand on that's hence the name of the brand inherited i just believe that of course a lot of people now especially in our culture and the black culture we get it out the mud i mean some people that's your circumstance but it's just like i feel if my kids have to say that I kind of felt a little bit as a parent because it's like, why do they got to struggle to get it out the mud when I should have did what I was supposed to do while I was on this earth, helping them out, passing down more than finances, but finances, knowledge, wisdom, understanding. So if I need to be remembered, it would be remembered for something of that nature uh, for my children. So that'll be my answer for that. So, But okay. yeah, um, so let's get into the interview, right? So Inherited Podcast, what I like to do is just get down to the roots of the person and to get a good understanding of how do they get to where they are now in life and just the inspirations behind everything they have going on, right? So just take us back to childhood and how you grew up, household, family, just your upbringing, and just give us an experience of what that was like for you. Um, I guess in short, um, I am one of five siblings on mm-hmm. my mom's side, and then I have several siblings on my dad's side as well. I think it's about four on my dad's side. 
if I ain't even think about it before this. <laughs> but it, yeah, so <laughs> I have a lot of siblings and uh, we all grew up together. We didn't have like the most mm-hmm. of things because, you know, my mom was a single mom that took care of us, but she always made sure that we were provided for. Mm-hmm. I feel like growing up that I've always been like, a hustler or had mm-hmm. a hustle mentality. Like even in middle school, I remember one time my grandma told me I got in trouble because I was selling like pickles <laughs> to the kids in school. So just the, that was elementary school. So just I've always had like the gift of gab, always been a people's person, mm-hmm. always just knew that I wanted to be my own boss. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it started early in life and then just continued to grow. As I got older. Okay. Um. So I heard you say um, your mom was a single <coughs> parent, right? Right. So you're with your dad being out of the household. Was that by choice or was it a circumstance that made that happen? I, well, I, I can't tell you. I guess it was by choice. Oh, that, so it was one of those situations. I got it. How did it affect you mentally, though, Um, not having a father present? Not especially having Especially for him. a woman, try to cut you out, but especially for a female. I know that could be a little different because, of course, having that aspect of a father with the toughness and the mother with the softness and that not being there. So how did it really just... Well, my mama wasn't soft. Okay, mama. So, <laughs> Shouts out to my dudes. She wasn't... Well, neither one soft or she uh-huh. ain't soft. Um, but I... Honestly, I haven't really thought about how it affected me with mm-hmm. him not being in the household. Mm-hmm. I think more so not being able to depend on him mm-hmm. has affected me more than him not being in the household because I never... Thought like, oh, I always wanted my mom and dad to be together. Mm-hmm. It was more so I wanted my dad to be present, to be a dad to mm-hmm. me. So it that affected me more than them him not being in the household and them not being a couple. Did you think it had like strain on you as far as like socially, like growing up with friends and stuff like that? Just not having that present, or it was just mm-hmm. mature, it was just it is what it is, and he not here, so it's just that. I mean, well, he he was around, just not okay. present how he needed to be. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like. He just wasn't there altogether, 100%. I, I never saw him. It's just he just wasn't there how he needed to be. I got you. So what um really cultivated that hustler's mentality in you? Because, again, you see what we got lined up here, your lemonade and the book. So you you really getting after it. So what do you think was the that thing that just sparked into your mind? Like, man, I want to, of course, back then, like, of course, with me, I didn't know what entrepreneurship was. But like you say, we was already doing it. But what do you think just sparked that interest of saying, I want to do my own thing. I want to be the person to sell this or sell that to generate my own revenue and stuff like that. So what what did that for you? Because I knew, like, corporate America or a nine-to-five wasn't for me. At, like, at a young age, you figured that out? Well, when we're saying younger, you're saying as a child? Yeah, yeah as a child. Like, since, I know you said you was, like, selling stuff in school, so I'm still back I then. just felt like I always wanted to have my own. I mm. had my own money, I guess. Mm. And not being able to um, have parents that could afford all the things that I wanted, mm-hmm. I always knew that I wanted to make my own money. Okay. So what? So the first thing you did do, was it the pickles and stuff like that? Or do you remember anything before that? Well, that was elementary school. So I guess that would be the first thing. Like <laughs> you the was pickles. Young, and, and then I remember in high school, I would sell like candy and snacks and stuff out my locker. Oh, so you was the one coming in the book bag full of hot Cheetos and the Snickers yeah. and the Starburst and stuff like that? Yeah, and I got caught. <laughs> how, how you get but caught Because I believe my locker was on the same hall as, like, the administrator. Oh, you was bold. And, like, <laughs> but they never said anything to me. They literally just went in the locker and cleared it out. Okay, yeah, you, so. was, you was real bold doing that. So so from childhood, then going to middle school and high school, were you still chasing those, like, entrepreneurial dreams as far as, Wanted to just have your own then, or was it a time and period where you kind of fell back and was like, maybe I want to stop? Or was there any times where you wanted to quit doing things of that nature? Or was it full-fledged since you first started? It was just always instilled into you, this is what I want for the rest of my life, and it just sprouted and grew from there. I feel like it was always instilled in me, mm-hmm. but living life and having to pay bills, you feel like you have to go get jobs mm-hmm. to make the money to pay your rent and pay your car note and pay this and pay that. Mm-hmm. But I do know... Back in 2016 was like the defining defining year for me that I mm-hmm. said, this is the last job that I would have. And I mm-hmm. was a waitress at the time. Mm-hmm. I was a waitress for seven years. Mm-hmm. And I said, I prayed. I said, God, if you help me mm-hmm. leave this situation, I will only <laughs> work for myself. Because I was so used to the fast money and just accustomed to, you know, making money and mm-hmm. fast money every day that I felt like that was holding me back. Mm-hmm. So I really had to pray, like, if you help me leave here, I will not go get another job. So and that was, 20, that was like that. February 12th, 2016. Uh-huh. And since then, it's been a wrap for doing 9 to 5s for Right. It's been a wrap. I love to hear yeah. that. So after that, right, when you prayed that prayer, and of course, 
as we see, God helped you out in that, in that answer. So what was your first step to actually just say, okay, this nine to five stuff is done and now I'm on my own. So what did that look like for you after you left your job? What was that process like? Interesting enough. So I, I quit mm-hmm. cold turkey February 12th. Ooh, that's a lot of uh, toughness to do that. <laughs> and a week later, February 20th mm-hmm. of 2016, I found out I was pregnant with a. Oh, wow. So honestly, that first you know, year or a couple of years, mm-hmm. I went through a lot because I wasn't ready to have kids mm-hmm. and I didn't expect that. Like I, I quit expecting to just follow my dreams, mm-hmm. be an entrepreneur, regardless of what that looked like. So to have that mindset and then go from that to being pregnant and now I'm about to be a mom for the first time. It was hard. Mm-hmm. It was tough. A lot of tears. Mm-hmm. A lot of ooh, a lot. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> but I feel like it was meant for me to have her because then my entrepreneur dreams, um, she helped me mold them even mm-hmm. more. So, like, my very first book was inspired by her. Mm-hmm. The Vase Lemonade brand was created for her. Mm. So, it's like, now I have a whole reason and a whole purpose mm-hmm. to really go after my entrepreneur dreams. And I hear that a lot. Like, when some people um, throughout their life, they may not plan to have children. But once they see it, it's like, well, damn, I have this seat that is placed into this world and this responsibility. Now it's like 100% go time. I got to... Figure something out to make it stick for one, to provide for myself, and the two, provide for this child. So you you feel as if once you did have your child and well knew when she was coming, it was just like now even though you already had it in your mind, like this is what I'm doing, like that was a the staple of just saying, I'm locked in. Like I gotta that's, this I have a, a human little a little me that's about to be born and now we all in. So that was one of your those uh gold moments for you for sure absolutely because it was like now you can't fail mm-hmm. now you have somebody watching you that's depending on you and you mm-hmm. have to show them the ropes and you have to make sacrifices to help set them up so that Facts. they can win in life so. so i know you said your first book was inspired uh by her so talk about your book and what it's about and how did that what was that process like from making that first book okay so vase real life fairy tale mm-hmm. so the process was initially I had to figure out what I wanted the book to be about Mm -hmm. and get illustrations done and then, of course, write the manuscript. Um, And I wanted, in that first book, first of all, I just wanted to get the first one out the way. Mm -hmm. And I felt like it was a lot of pressure wanting it to be perfect, but I was like, you know what, forget if it's perfect or not, just get it done. Mm -hmm. So with the first one, it's just basically a a book to inspire kids that they're never too young to follow their dreams in life. Mm -hmm. So it talks about different things that she has accomplished at a very young age. Um, like with Vase Lemonade, I started that for her when she was only a month old. Oh, wow. So she was born in October and I started it for her in December. So she was a little over a month. You solidified that for her very, very young. So is it in the point of where once you pass away, all this, all that is being passed down to her and her name and stuff of that nature? Absolutely. Okay, that's some people. You'll be surprised. But it's gonna be it's gonna be passed to her. Even like I, hopefully, I'm gonna live and she gonna <laughs> I'm gonna live to see it be passed to her yeah. when she get to a certain age and she can just take it over. Yeah. So, um, what actually inspired you to be wanted to be an author though? Like, was you always somebody who was into books, reading books, or what is this one of those entrepreneurial hustles? Like, what else can I do to? make some another stream of income, but also leave something for my child. So what was the source of that? Just birthing yourself into an author. Okay, so before I even became a, a mom, mm-hmm. I used to attend these weekly entrepreneur workshops. I don't know if you know David Shands. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, okay. That's a good dude, man. Right. <laughs> so he used to do these weekly entrepreneurship um, workshops every week, and I would go. Mm-hmm. And that was where I first did my very first vision board. Okay. So um, when I did my vision board, I just put on there that I wanted to be an author. I wanted to write a children's book. And I had it on the vision board, but it was like a couple years that it was just on there. And then when I had they, mm-hmm. I was like, perfect. I'm, this is my first, my first book is going to be inspired by my daughter. Okay. Was it always um, you want to do stuff for children or was it just be an author, period? Or were, you, were your focus children. on children's children. books? Children well, is my, my niche or my, my passion. Why so? I just feel like it's our job to just help set them up for success. Facts. I feel like we have to take what we know and pass it down to them because mm-hmm. soon we're going to be old and washed up and they're going to be the leaders and the ones re- ruling the world you and leading the about world. That yesterday, just the fact that because a young lady I had um, on here was talking about mental health and she um, she does mental health therapy for children. And I was asking her, like, why children versus adults? But her point was is just the fact that 
one day we're going to get old and people may say it sounds cliche, but the children are the future, right? And especially right now in the world and the culture with social media, a lot of kids now, they're kind of screwed. And because they're so exposed to so much and some are too far gone, it's so hard to reach to them and connect to them in ways of telling them right from wrong. And, and a lot of them, they don't even fear consequences. Hence, it's just seeing all these young boys going around killing people and then the, the young females just acting out. But it's just reaching back to the youth is always going to be a great key to help even propel us as the older we get. So, and I, and I believe in that as well, just feeding into them. It's, it's kind of like our purpose because when we pass away, right, the cars we have, we can't take it with us. The homes we have, we can't take it. The money we have, we can't take it. So it's just, we are not living here for ourselves. It has to be a greater purpose to where this is bigger than us. And right. the thing that's bigger than us are, are the youth and the children. Even if you don't have your own kids, find a way, some way, somehow to reach back and bring them up to help them be prepared for the next cycle in their life. Because again, my generation, we got the best of both worlds. It was pre-social media and post-social media. So it was like one foot in, one foot out, right? So it wasn't just so much head locked in. Because, again, we was going outside. We was getting some fresh air, you know, uh, yeah. playing with our friends, actually communicating versus just being inside the house, head down, just stuck into a device. Because even now I see parents nowadays, the, the remedy to getting your child to sit down or do anything is here. Take your take tablet. That, yeah, take this phone. tablet and go on about your business. I even seen somebody in the grocery store. I mean, nonetheless, it was a, a dope invention, but like the baby was inside of the cart in the little seated part of the cart. She had like a neck piece that had the tablet mounted to her chest <laughs> while she pushing the cart and just the baby was just tuned in. But it's just, I just feel, again, I'm not a parent, but just looking on, we got to do a better job of preparing them for the future instead of just giving them this technology. Because again, if your child is in school, as soon as you wake up, they go to school, you're not seeing them. When they get out of school, either you may still be at work, or by the time you get home, they're outside. And by the time they come back in, it's bedtime. So as a parent, the world is kind of really raising your child more than you are. So we got to really double down and be that person for them. But having right. said that, you have more than one book. So can you talk about each book that you've written so far and just what the basis of it is about and the inspiration behind them? Okay, so we went over Vase Real Life Fairy Tale. That was the first book. Samaya's Perfect Plan. You can, you can hold them up as well so they can see it. Yeah. There you go. Samaya's <laughs> Perfect Plan. Oh, wait. Vase Real Life Fairy Tale. This is the <laughs> one we talked about. Dope. That's dope, man. And then Samaya's Perfect Plan. Mm -hmm. So this book is actually inspired by my niece, Tamaya. Mm -hmm. And the goal of this book is to build and maintain confidence and self-esteem mm -hmm. in young people at an early age. Mm -hmm. I feel like that is so important because that can avoid them making costly decisions later in life. Mm -hmm. If they have the confidence and the self-esteem that they need early, then they can avoid relationships that they don't need to right. be in. They can avoid jobs that they're not happy with or don't want to be at mm -hmm. because they have the confidence to know that they can do and be whatever they want to be in life. Mm -hmm. Was that an issue for you growing up as a, as a child looking back? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> I would say yeah Because it's certain relationships That I didn't have no business being in mm. Because I just wasn't shown How to love myself mm. I wasn't shown that I really matter And I can I don't have to settle mm. Or put up with things That I'm not happy with So how did you personally navigate Out of that To going to Like a healing state Of just telling yourself Or reaching, or reaching out to people Or getting the resources To tell yourself like I am worth that and I do need these things. How did you navigate that part? I just feel like life experiences. Mm, life experiences, one. me getting older, mm -hmm. me getting smarter, me like, what? Like, girl, no. <laughs> like, what? Like, that ain't it. We right not, that ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't doing, we not doing that. For sure, for so, sure. Yeah. So what's, um, what's the next one you got? The, the next, next one, you one is, can you hear me now? These covers are dope. How did you who um did you design them yourself? I cover? didn't design them myself. I have I have to sketch them out and tell the illustrator uh -huh. what I want, and then they create it. So well, my if this brains is coming from the with sketch, their though, talented. Still, yeah, you behind that. These are, I like the covers though. Thank you. So um, can you hear me now? This was inspired by Varius. So mm -hmm. um, she was born deaf, profound, really in both ears, profound bilateral hearing loss. Mm -hmm. And I really, really, really went through um, a, a deep depression behind that. Because mm -hmm. for one, I wasn't, after I had Vay, I didn't want more kids. Mm -hmm. 
So when I found out I was pregnant and just trying to wrap my mind around being a mom again and I didn't want any more kids was really, really hard. And then to have her and for her to be born deaf, mm-hmm. I I blamed myself. I felt like I was being punished. Mm-hmm. I just went through a whole lot of emotions um, going through this journey because I'm mm-hmm. still on the journey. And so I created this book for um, in a positive way to, mm-hmm. to turn something that could have been looked at as negative into a positive to get young people to embrace what makes them different. Mm-hmm. So in this book, it just goes through like a range of differences that kids could potentially have mm-hmm. and to let them know that regardless of what make you different, you matter regardless mm-hmm. and you are important. And it really seems like like through you writing these books, like this was a, a source of healing for you and a, a source of release to be able to, some things you were going through, you putting it out in a version for kids nonetheless, but it was a good release system for you. Is that pretty much kind of uh, what happened with you in yeah. the, writing these books? Yes, I would say that. I would say things that I struggle with in life mm-hmm. that I found a positive way to communicate it to help other kids that could be going through that mm-hmm. or to help uh, um, help kids avoid mm-hmm. going through some of the things that I went through as a kid or even in my early adult life. Yeah, that's important too as well. The fact that if we went through it, why, like I say... Some people got to touch a stove and know that it's hot, and some can look at it and see that it's not hot. But us as adults, like you say, if you already went through it, prevent your child or niece, nephew, whomever you you are around from going through the same troubles that you went through um, in life. Because, again, why send them through that when you have the knowledge, the wisdom, the courage, the understanding, and you figured it out like, hey, I bumped my head, I, I scratched my knee 10 times, so don't go running over here, don't go playing over here doing that. But what you're doing right now, with these books, I feel it's very important for the youth. And then it's also promoting them to read. Because again, this technology is just, you see it and you hear it, you see it and you hear it. Nonetheless, you can listen to audio books, which I do prefer myself though, but <laughs> being a, a positive role model through the form of text is great for these for the children as well. So I want to commend you on that and give you your flowers for doing that. Because that's, that's a big responsibility that you're taking upon yourself to help provide for you because a lot of people don't care about them man it's just i'm an adult this might be my child but i'm gonna live my life and you got some people they're still trying to relive their childhood through either their children or while they're trying to raise their kids and it's like at some point something got to give you're gonna sacrifice the well-being of your child or the lit turn life for yourself so but again what you're doing is great uh so thank, thank you, you for that i don't have kids yet but I'm, i really want to <laughs> i'm gonna get some of these books so i can have them sitting and waiting for them so what else we got uh oh, you good? You good? I, I, I got you. you got yeah. You got so what we, what we got? What we got? What we got? So these are the latest two books, mm-hmm. which is "You Go Boy" and "You Go Girl." <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. So these books, like I love all of my books, mm-hmm. but these are near and dear because I want every child on this planet yeah. to have these books. These books are geared towards motivating our youth to go after what they want in life, mm-hmm. regardless of what that looked like. So it, in each book, it just talks about different professions that they mm-hmm. could potentially pursue. And at the end, the last profession is entrepreneur. Great. So, I love that. <laughs> and one. also, I heard you saying that the books that we should get the kids to read more, these books are not just about reading. Mm-hmm. These are like a call to action. Mm-hmm. Like they have to do something and apply something to their everyday life that will lead them to success. So they have kind of like success. activities in there as well right. for them? That's so dope. it has like activities that. at the end. It talks about um, doing writing your own affirmations, saying them to yourself every day, mm-hmm. writing goals, working those goals each week, each month, each year until mm-hmm. you see the success that you want when you become an adult. Mm-hmm. That's great. How do you, you say affirmations, right? And that's, mm-hmm. again, touching on like mental health. How do you feel about the the realm of affirmations and just ma- affirmations, manifestation, and speaking things into existence? What's your take on that? I, I believe that it absolutely <laughs> works. <laughs> I do. I believe that it absolutely works and it's very well needed. I mm-hmm. feel like it's it could be your daily motivation that can just help you get through your day, help you get through your week mm-hmm. and help you see things through. And then when you start accomplishing stuff, mm-hmm. you'll be like, I manifested that. <laughs> like, I did that. Yeah. Like one, So one thing that I can think of off the top that I manifested, so um, the 85 South show. Uh-huh. I love that. Shout out to 85 South. <laughs> yeah. So one year, 
I went to the show and when I was planning to go, I was like, I'm going to go to the show and my book is going to be on stage. And I was, so I remember telling like Sparkle Muscles and they like French, they like, girl, you like, you going to have your book. How you going to get your book? I'm like, it's, I'm telling you, it's going to be on stage. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. And when it happened, I just had to be, I was so excited, like a big kid. Like mm-hmm. I said, this was going to happen and it happened. So and how did it actually happen? I walked up to the stage. Okay, then. (laughs) (laughs) And I handed, so I I made them a gift, and I handed, I think I handed it to Chico first, Mm -hmm. and Chico handed it to DC. Mm -hmm. And DC started reading their card with their gift, and then Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, let me go get the book. So I ran to my CD, got the book, and brought it back up and handed it to Chico. Mm -hmm. And he he read the insertion, um, the dedication page that I wrote for my daughter. So he read that. And then just to see how the audience was commanded, Mm -hmm. Talking about me, my book. I was just like, girl, you powerful. Like, I was about you, to say like, that. You, Salute girl. you for that, man. Because a lot of people, they'll be too scared to, to shoot their shot like that. It's just like, oh. there's so many people in here. Mm-mm. I'm nervous. But you I went to right and you ran back it, and got out of the book. It's cool to have a little nervousness, but mm-hmm. push through it. Like, I was, still, I had butterflies in my stomach, but I ran up to that stage. That's hard, man. Sure, sure did. You, you got a lot of, you need some more flowers real quick. That's hard. <laughs> I sure did. And so, I was so happy. That was like a very proud moment in my mm-hmm. life. And that was just proof that you can speak things into existence Facts. and you can manifest things and those things will happen. Facts. So what are some of your affirmations you speak to yourself or have your kids say, uh, whether it's before school or getting up in the morning? Like, what is that process and what are some of your favorite ones? Okay, so the main one would be, I am smart. Mm-hmm. I am beautiful. Mm-hmm. I deserve the world. Mm-hmm. I can be anything that I want to be and no one or nothing can stop me. And then at it. the end, like, she look at me to say, bam, because we'll say, bam, at the end. <laughs> bam. So, I love it. Why did you choose those specific ones? Or was it just that's dear to your heart? Or yeah, is that it? is, those are just the ones that's, that speak to me and mm-hmm. spoke to me at the time. And I remember I was saying when she was so little, because I hear mm-hmm. people all the time, like, when I sell my books, oh, well, my baby little, my baby only two, or my baby mm-hmm. only. And I'm like, that's that's the age that we need to set them up. We don't wait till they're 5 and mm-hmm. 10 and 15. We do it as early as possible, even if it's you reading them the books while they're still in your stomach. Or I heard about read- that as well. Like, some people are either play the music or put headphones across their belly, because, again... Even as adults, we all have a subconscious mind. Like, whether you think about it or not, we could be just sitting somewhere in the room and hear something or see something, but our subconscious may pick it up and store it. And one day, when you're in the right environment, in the right situation, it click and come back to the front. And it's like, well, you might not remember where it came from, but like these affirmations, saying it over and over and over, it's really sticking and locking into your head. So that's as good as you ask you a a person who wanted to instill this to them at a very young age. Because again, a lot of people, they are not, putting in the work to prepare their children for what's to come out here in the future. But you on your stuff, man. You, you. you really on it. I so appreciate it. Now we got, you did books as well. So Vase Lemonade. And I was introduced to the lemonade at the pop-up in uh, Gwinnett. So I kept seeing people running around with the, the flamingo floats, right? <laughs> yes. Of course, I was thirsty as hell. Like it was hot and I was thirsty. So I'm like, what are these flamingo floats coming about? And you was, what, two booths down, but I didn't see the float just as of yet. So when I got it, I can't remember what flavor. I want to say it was this one here, but the lemonade is A1, and I love it. So talk Thank about you. that business venture <clears throat> and how it started, the process of doing it. Like, not saying your recipe, but just talk about the entrepreneurial side of getting that business off of the ground. Okay, so first I will have to give a big shout out to Kenyatta Woods, mm-hmm. which is the owner of Rejuvenate Holistic Wellness mm-hmm. Spa and Center. So this actually came on accident. Wow. So I, okay, so my king, Elijah, he was looking for a black-owned farmer's market Mm -hmm. where you can get, like, produce and stuff. And when I posted it, like, I'm looking for one, she suggested, Kenyatta suggested this lady named Deanna. Mm -hmm. At the time, I didn't realize or no one realized that she was in the process of closing down due to lack of support. Oh, man. And me being the mad lady, because that's what I'm known (laughs) as, the mad lady, the lady that makes a difference— I was trying to figure out a way to help save her business so that mm-hmm. she didn't have to close down. And I reached out to someone um, that worked for the radio station. They got her on Derek Bozeman show, mm-hmm. and that got her a lot of exposure, and she was able to stay open. So I went out to meet her to let her know that I'm the one who 
called in and had mm-hmm. them to facilitate this or whatever. And I end up buying some pomegranates and some lemons. Never had pomegranates before. Mm. So when I got home, I was like, I'm about to make some pomegranate lemonade. <laughs> and I made it and I posted it on my page. Kenyatta was my very, very first customer. Mm-hmm. Which at the time, I didn't know it was going to be a business. So she was like, oh, I want to sell this in my spa. Let me know your prices. So I'm over here. Prices? Like, how do I? <laughs> I just made this the first a, batch. <laughs> this is just a glass of lemonade. Like, how, I don't know where to get bottles from, mm-hmm. labels, any of that. So um, it just, I didn't want to sleep on the opportunity. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know the name, the name of the, what it was going to be. And then I had recently had Vey. So I said, perfect. It's going to be called Vey's Lemonade. Love this going to be for her. And um, so she was my very, very first customer. Shout out to her, Kenyatta. Shout out to Kenyatta. If you're watching, shout out to you. Yes. And and if you need a massage, she is your girl. Okay. Go get a (laughs) massage from her. She's amazing. So um, she's the one that helped birth this because I would have never thought to turn that particularly particularly in a business. So in the beginning, um, I know you said you didn't know where to get the bottles, like labels and stuff. So a lot of entrepreneurs, they're get struck by like analysis by paralysis and uh, paralysis by analysis and don't know how to start, where to start and get this and that. So what was that process like? Was it stressful for you when it, when it came down to, okay, I got a first customer. Um, this will, because I guarantee your mindset, this will work, not should work, this will no. work. And, and we jump into it. In the words it. of Neo, it has to work or it <laughs> yeah. has to work. Like, that's it. It yeah, ain't no like man. it work or it, it has to work or it has to I work. Say, there is no plan B. It's a plan A and it's going to work out, right? <laughs> yeah. So what was that like for you when it came to sourcing your products and getting the bottles? Like I know, again, it could have been a lengthy process. So how did that work out for you? Um, it was cool. I mean, you get started and then as you go, you just learn the ropes. Like, mm-hmm. even if I started off buying more expensive bottles, mm-hmm. the more and more I do it, the more vendors I find for a better cost or better rates. And mm-hmm. then the more you do it and the more you learn and the more people you meet, mm-hmm. you're lot you're just bound to just succeed or to make it, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. No, no, it So makes even sense. if even if when I started off the bottles were super expensive, now because I've been doing it so long, and I that cost of goods you, now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. So name of the game, name of the game. Right. So when it came to the different flavors, what was that process like? Was it just a a test taste or this in, throw that in, this and that, or you really had it down pat or I knew what you wanted to do. Because I mean, the first uh, okay. one, you said you just had the pomegranate and, and, the, and the lemon. So you everything just is made it. out of fresh fruit. Mm-hmm. So um, the lemonades are all natural. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, I do mix and match fruits. So like today we have the mango remix and the strawberry remix. Okay. And anytime I do a remix, that typically means that I can't necessarily duplicate it mm-hmm. because I'm not measuring how much strawberries to how much pineapples or how much uh, blueberries to how much this. I'm literally just, I have a base fruit and mm-hmm. then I'll just start adding fruit until it tastes how I want it to taste. Oh, so you doing like an old school, how grandma used to be in the kitchen just, you ain't getting, forget a measuring like cup. Like the we mixology know, yeah. of, of lemonade. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm also a bartender by trade, so I can actually oh, be so a bartender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how many flavors do you have in total? It's not a set amount because I, mi- I can mix and match. Like I don't just have like 10 Unique oh, flavors. Oh, so you're constantly on the go, just creating yeah, just different con- flavors yeah. as, as you go. Yeah, so I have, like, the signature blueberry or the signature strawberry mango, but then there's times where I do, like, a peach mango mm-hmm. or, you know. I got to tell you, that would be my favorite flavor. I love peach and mango drinks. It's one Together? of my top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So are you um in, in process, not in process, but have you got them in stores yet, anybody else's location, or what's your goals and aspirations as far as distribution for them? So they've been in um a few restaurants, not stores yet. Mm-hmm. And I just, so right now we do a lot of festivals and events Mm -hmm. and I'm comfortable now until Vegas older and then whatever it is that she, the vision that she sees for it and Mm -hmm. however big she wants to make it, Mm -hmm. that's what she'll do. My um, primary focus for me as an author or being a mad lady Mm -hmm. is to continue on my journey to make a difference in the lives of young people. Mm -hmm. So if um, my goal, so let me go ahead and say that right here on this Inheritance Podcast. Let's do it. (laughs) So my goal is to sell a million copies of my books. You will. That's my goal. It doesn't have to be a million of each book, just collectively a million Mm -hmm. copies. So how that will look for me or what that looks like for me is that I'll be doing workshops and seminars in different cities, expanding to that's how I'll scale. Mm -hmm. So I'll start off here. I've started off here in Atlanta and then eventually I'll grow from city to city. Okay. So is your main focus um, on the books and like for the lemonade, you're kind of just 
nurturing and maintaining until she gets older to take over? Is that um, where you're so going? So right now, my main focus will be both. Mm-hmm. And I do a lot of events with the Lemonade. Mm-hmm. So it's both. But eventually, once I start transitioning, going from city to city, mm-hmm. then it'll be primarily the books. The books. How do you sense. manage that? Because again, entrepreneurship, it can get hard. It can get stressful. It can get tedious. I just I, I, my self care days are very important. Mm-hmm. So what are those so self care like? Sunday? It's self-care like Sunday. <laughs> what is a whatever I Sunday want to do. I try not to put any pressure on myself. I try not to book any events mm-hmm. for that day. Of course, there are times like I did a Juneteenth festival, and that's a three day event. But I'm I, that's something I do every year. But mm-hmm. primarily, I try not to make any money on Sundays. Mm-hmm. It's whatever I want to do. If I want to lay in the bed all day. I love if I want to sleep, if I just want to sit, do whatever it is that I want to do and whatever that looks like for me to have self-care for myself, I really try to do that. Have you ever felt like stretched in throughout this process from when you first started up to now? Has been those times where it was like, God, I don't know what I get myself into. <laughs> like, it's just so much or it was just smooth yeah, for you. it feels like... Um, <laughs> this is so sidebar. <laughs> it's all good. Let's talk about it. Let's get into it. I was so tired yesterday that I went and bought some seafood and left my whole lobster tail in oh, the car. Man. And I wanted that lobster tail. And I'm I, hurt for I, you. I fell asleep. <laughs> and I my, my daughter said, Mom, you got some food in here. And I looked back there like, how you forget the whole you went and waited and made them remake your lobster tail because mm, they didn't make mm, it mm, right. Mm, mm. And left the whole <laughs> lobster tail in the car. Like I I was just tired though. And I just I literally just had to shut down. Mm-hmm. I had to go in my room, just prepare myself a bit. And I just I went they was I left them up. Like I just had to go to sleep. And start tail, start man. over. Left, left the whole lobster tail. <laughs> That's the one probably the best part of the meal. <laughs> lobster you gonna leave that. And the remake was up, so yeah. I was like, how did you forget that? But it's like when your mind be on so many things, yep. when you're tired, when you're doing so much, it's easy, it's easy to forget things. Mm. Have you ever wanted to quit? Just flat out and say, yeah. this is it? So how did you overcome that? Those barriers I of saying... I have to just take the time, take my time that I need, regroup, reset, mm-hmm. and just get myself back motivated. Do you do anything as far as like meditation or like long walks? For, just on the mental health aspect of that, how um, did, what is that like? Sometimes I meditate and I, refl- I reflect a lot. Mm-hmm. I reflect a lot. So I'll literally just close myself in my room, mm-hmm. listen to like some soft R&B music, light some candles... By the way, <laughs> that harmony candle by I forget your the one brother that ten seventeen my brother Chris yeah Chris that harmony candle mm-hmm. is everything you love that that was a good I love he got I think it's four or five uh, since now but that was one of his uh, that's one of his bestsellers yes and I love that one that's my favorite one yeah. out of that and the it's a fresh one or he had the harmony it was the net um. LaFresh. Yeah, LaFresh. I was one of so, his newest ones. The Harmony ones. is my favorite out of mm-hmm. all the ones that I bought. Plugged in, real good. Send some out, man. Look, look now. You send us some more. Yes. <laughs> we'll get you some for is, sure. It was amazing. And it's still amazing. I light it even when I do my bubble baths. I'm like, in it, the way it makes the whole just sets the mood in the bathroom, mm-hmm. mentally, emotionally, all of that. So I love the Harmony. Thank you for supporting And the name, the name of it. It yeah. just makes me feel like, okay, when I like that, Harmony is going to be balanced and be brought into my... That's um, what you call setting the vibes. I believe yes. in that as well. It's just the, uh, what you... Your surroundings, right? Like, for me, even when I, like, edit footage sometimes, I just can't go into... Just set my computer up somewhere and just get to it. I really have to set the mood and set the vibe and just set the ambiance because it's like, that's your place of serenity. That's when you're doing your work and trying to relax and this and that. If you just got a, a blank room or a bare wall, you can get distracted. You can just get less motivated and boring. So setting that vibe and just setting that area up for you to be a, either, like you say, on your end, relax for me to create, it's very, very important. So do you have areas in your house or where you work out like that for you to really just sit down and lock in when you work? Yeah, I have my office upstairs and then I have another workspace downstairs. No, that's your, uh, your what you call your war room where you go in and go in that. <laughs> I would say war room, but that's that's where a lot of the magic happens. <laughs> got it. Sometimes you get into it. I know it for real. Got to go to war sometimes. Oh, getting all this stuff. Look what you got going on. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. So let's get into the. Um, I want to. We can taste these, right? Yeah. But before we do, what is your your most favorite flavor that you created so far? You got to pick one. I can't hear. I don't have one. I know you got to have one. Anything with watermelon. 
Really? That would be my m- most favorite because okay. watermelon is my favorite fruit. Okay. So, Come in, Jonah, the watermelon remix. Any of the watermelon remixes, that'll be my favorite. Okay. So, right here, tell us what we have lined up and let's try them. We can try them together. You know, you already know what they taste like, but <laughs> let's try them out. So, this one right here, what is this one? That's the strawberry remix. Strawberry and this one? The mango remix. Okay. So, we're going to do a, a live taste test, right? Shake these things up yes. real quick. And most of the time, they are icy since they're mm-hmm. made out of fresh fruit. Love so. that. Let's crack these on open and uh, <laughs> see what these look. Y'all see that right there? <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I'm a juice person, right? So I love it. So let's get okay. into it. Man. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Hold on. Look, I ain't even ca- Hold look, on. Wait, I know this. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> No, it's good, though. It's what good. they call it, the ASMR? It's listening. No, that is delicious, man. I love this. Can you guess one of the flavors that it's remixed with? Let's see. Let me get another one. Um, I honestly can't. It's, it blend, it's blend so well. If I got to guess. Pineapple. Pineapple, Okay. Man, this is good. Give me one more second. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So next we have, what's the name of it again? The Mango Remix. The Mango Remix, right? So this is the Mango Remix. Shake these on up and get it going. Mango is <laughs> one of my favorite fruits. Damn, man. You blessed with your mixology. I'm telling you. <laughs> Thank you. These are delicious. Thank you. Very delicious. Let me get over to you now. Because, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. So, if I had to judge, right? It's my favorite one. Um, out of, It's out of these two. <sighs> drum roll, drum roll. Let's see what we got. I know which one I'm going to choose. Go ahead. Let's touch it at the same time. I'm going to do it on three. Yeah, one, two, <laughs> three. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got a winner here. This is my favorite one. One is, is, is not too sweet. It, I can taste the freshness in it. And again, it gives me a, what do you call it? What's that place called? Uh, Arden's Gardens kind of product. But it, to me, I would prefer this more than their stuff because sometimes... I get bitter flavors from a lot of their smoothies. Not not knocking y'all. One day if y'all want to sponsor it is what it is. I'm just keeping it real. <laughs> this is right here in person, you know. But I really like this because it's refreshing. And again, I can go back to that day at the pop-up, right? Again, it was hot and I was thirsty. I wanted to get another one, but I think I had gotten to late. Y'all was about to close. But it really refreshed my palate and gave me a sense of okay. cooling down on a, on, a, on a hot day. So again, these are great. And I commend you for actually just sticking to it and... Coming up with a good product, because a lot of products nowadays is just some people are all about, I just want to make some money, right? But you can tell the fact that you're actually sourcing and using fresh fruits, that's different from doing something processed or just throwing this and that inside of the bottle and mixing this and that up. So you really put pride into your stuff. You put time into it. And again, that energy you put into it, excuse me, you can taste it. So commend you again. Here goes some more, you, so many more flowers for you. Thank you. Going on that as well. So thank, thank you. you for bringing these as well. But before we get out of here, right? Mm-hmm. What I like to do is just um ask people uh if you could if I was if I wasn't sitting right here mm-hmm. and younger you were sitting here right that younger version of you what uh-huh. would you go back and tell yourself just for, to prepare you for what you have going on now or just the future in general so what would that advice be to a younger <clears throat> you so the advice to my younger self would be that I am enough mm-hmm. and to choose my happiness because mm-hmm. I feel like. A lot of times myself and a lot of us Mm -hmm. do things and make decisions to do things based on other people's happiness and you neglect your own happiness Mm -hmm. and then you wind up being sad, depressed, unfulfilled. And so that those would be the main two things that I'm enough Mm -hmm. and um, stick with my boundaries and my requirements. I love that. I and love like, that. I love that. So don't you, don't budge on them. Basically, you tell them no, you better not. So hopefully, well, not hopefully. Younger self in the past, that's that person still there has heard it and received it again. Hence the why. Go the ahead. other thing I would tell my younger self is, I love you. Okay, that's the biggest one. You gotta have yeah, self love. I meant to say that. Like <laughs> I love you. 
That's having self-love. I love that. You, you are, your spirit is so warm and it's bubbly <laughs> warm and matches your, your whole brand, right? I know you said like when you God let her live many, many, many more years, when you pass away, how you want it vibrant and colorful, like it matches everything you got going on. So you one, you sticking to you. That's being original, and you sticking to brand as well. So keep doing that and keep being you, right? So don't ever change that up for nobody. I hope you never do that. Thank so. you. And I want to plug in ABL Creations. If you want to plug in anybody in the plug Melissa, right now, plug everybody in right Melissa. now. <laughs> this jacket is from ABL Creations mm-hmm. at Melissa. I um, went and supported her. Um, a couple weeks ago, and I love my jacket, mm-hmm. and so I decided to wear that for the interview today. Um, who else? I want to plug in myself. Keep I want to plug, plug in em. Chef Sparkle. Plug him. Um, an amazing chef here in Atlanta. She specializes in authentic sushi, mm-hmm. the best sushi rolls ever. I love sushi. You gotta, you and gotta she, talk. And she does a whole lot of other stuff. I want to plug in my grandma for mm-hmm. being the person that. The one person that I can say that has truly loved me unconditionally. Mm. I want to plug in my daughters, Vey and Varya, for making me a mother and for being on this mother-daughter journey with mm. me. Um, my king, even though we go through our ups and downs, That's I life, love man. him. That's life. <laughs> love my king, Elijah, Eli. Uh, my sister, my mm. niece. Trinice, all my siblings, but Trinice and Tamaya, mm-hmm. um, that's my sister and my niece. Want to plug them in. Who else I want to plug? I want to plug in everybody that's making a difference. Everybody, y'all. Amen. Everybody hey. that's living through, um, living out their dreams, mm-hmm. that's living out their purpose. I want to plug in all of my supporters because mm-hmm. without them, I could not do what I do. Facts. So I'm plugging in all the supporters. All of them. <laughs> and I hate to hear people say that they are self-made. I always say I'm supporter made mm-hmm. because you can have the best product on the market. Yes, ma'am. And if ain't nobody buying it, you can't do what you do. You can't buy no house, no cars, no. You can't pay your bills. You can't do nothing without your supporters. Facts. It's a book I'm reading now. It's called um, Who Not uh, Who Not How. So pretty much stating like you get so much more accomplished in life, all your goals, when you figure out who can help you do it and not how can I do this. Of course, you may have that. How can I do it at first? But the main thing you need are find your who. So like you said, your supporters and everybody else, that's very important. So double down on that, man. You got to, your mindset, you're going to have to talk somewhere after this as well. Uh, okay, let me plug in my rest of my plug Keep going, plug um, I want to plug in my <laughs> loctician, which is Peanut at the Dread Factory. I want to plug in all of the educators that helped pave the way for me. My favorite mm-hmm. teacher, Miss Irby. I want to plug her in, Miss um, Michelle Irby. Um, who else? Take your time. This is your time. Plug I'm them all. To who <laughs> um, I will plug in my mom and my dad mm-hmm. because without them, I wouldn't be here. So Facts. even throughout the hard times, the imperfectness, I will plug in my parents Facts. because without them coming together mm-hmm. to have me, I wouldn't be here and I would not be allowed to make a difference in so many lives and experience any of the moments that I've experienced in life. So I will plug them in. Like you said, no matter what, we got to extend grace, right? They were once young and we were too. We're getting older now. So extending that grace is everything. But before you do leave, Mm -hmm. if you can, so anybody who may want to be an entrepreneur, right, want to write their own book, just talk to them and give them some advice on how to do it, how you did it, and some inspiration to get them to get them that push to get up and just just get started. Just take that first I, and step. And that was so, I was going to say. So that talk that's, to them. That is what my one piece of advice would be is mm-hmm. to start. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's perfect how you want it to be, mm-hmm. if it's going to look exactly how you want it to look. But if you just start and take that step, mm-hmm. you just never know where you'll end up. You never know the connections that you'll make, the people that are just falling to your lap or falling to your life that'll help see the, th- see the things come to fruition. Mm-hmm. I also want to plug in my illustrator. At Genimus. Mm-hmm. He's one of the dopest illustrators here in Atlanta. And I want to plug him man. in. He didn't do all the books, but the last two, You Go Boy and You Go Girl, he's an ama- amazing illustrator and really dope to work with. So I want to plug him in. Um, and back to the just believe in you because mm-hmm. nobody's going to believe in you like you. Mm-hmm. And it, the one thing, because you didn't ask about... Um, I guess setbacks or struggles. In the you can still touch on it. You can touch on it. So the one, the the biggest thing that I feel like I have struggled with is feeling like certain people mm-hmm. in my life should support me. Mm-hmm. You know, like certain, like if you come out with a book, all your family members should buy a copy. All the people you grew up with, all the people you went to school with, and 
when that didn't happen, that affected me. Mm-hmm. Like the people who I felt like should support, they have known me all my life. That affected me. Mm-hmm. But what I'm learning is it's going to be complete strangers. Those are the that's ones. That's going to pour into you and make your dreams come true. Not saying family and friends won't, mm-hmm. but it's going to be complete strangers that's going to pour into you and pour into you and pour into you. And a, a piece of advice that I had to tell myself and I will pass on is just to only worry about the people who are supporting. Mm-hmm. Don't get caught up and held up on the people that are not. Facts. Because it'll keep you keep you stuck it'll keep you you know mm-hmm. that, down and I it'll keep you sad well. like oh well this person not supporting me and why this person ain't buy a book and why this person ain't buy just don't happen just, like that yeah just I think don't. he said it was a wallow he was like man and we do get down and down and about about your close-knit circle not when you first pop not pop off with get out of here and they're not buying stuff it's over eight billion people in this world right and you really gonna sit here and get sad and out about the five or ten that's around you, not supporting you. But then sometimes people may feel like, oh, because I know them, know him or her, and we right here, I support in other ways. I'm already here. So it's like, why do I need to buy this X, Y, and Z? But it's just some people, you really got to um, give them something to support first and foremost. And also some folks got to be turned to believers. But like I tell all my people, just know it's no love and lost. Some folks just haters. They just don't want to support you. That's one of the biggest. You're doing right? good, and they like, oh, she thinks she out of it because she got five books. And you ain't just mad. I'm confident in what no I got books. going on. Like, what <laughs> whatever. Yeah, it man. is what it is. No love lost, no love found. But just know when we get to where we're going in life, make sure you hold yourself accountable for when you did not support. And now don't just pop in. Oh, that's my dog. I know like, her. Yeah, I you went know, to school with her. Yeah, you did. We but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be like that, man. It'd be like that. That could be a whole other conversation. But but again, um, I want to thank you for coming out. It was a blessing having you here. Uh, thank you for one supporting my platform. It was a blessing for you to be able to be on this platform. And before you go, just tell everybody any announcements you have coming up and where they can find you on social media. Okay, so announcements. I'm just I'm pushing my newest books, mm-hmm. uh, You Go Boy and You Go Girl. So I want everybody. To purchase a copy for any child that you know, you can go to my website. This camera? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all you You can go to my website, (laughs) www.istaymad.org. www.istaymad.org. You can visit me on Instagram at the mad lady one and just follow me and connect with me you can follow me for um upcoming events that i'll be at we will be at the um georgia picnic car and bike show that's july 22nd and 23rd that's gonna be in gwinnett county we will be there so i will see y'all there soon and thank you so much in advance for supporting me always remember that today is a great day to make a difference Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So again, if you was watching and tuned in, whether it's on Apple Podcasts or YouTube, I highly thank y'all for supporting. You can follow me on Instagram at SirGatesBC. That's S-R-R-G-A-T-E-S-B-C. And make sure you follow the Inherited platform at Inherited, which is N-H-E-R-I-T-D. And then the podcast, N-H-E-R-I-T-D podcast. So again, thank y'all for tuning in. We love y'all. Until next time, we out. Another great combo. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah.